Hello and welcome to another episode of Say Something Interesting on a snow day, everybody. Yeah. It is Tuesday while we're recording this. School has been on a two-hour delay, and uh, basically Mallory and I snowshoed in <laughs> to be able to record this because that's how much we care right. about We you do. We care. This. Yes. And we got here. It was actually kind of nice. There was two-hour delay because there's less people on the road. Less so. people on the road. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's good. We we London's downstairs. She's uh, she's babysitting kids. We had yep. to do some... Some finagling around. She to got make bribed this thing with work. a crepe next yeah. door from Nick, Kagan's. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes to make her. <laughs> how's your, how's your car doing the snow? Good. I mean, I'm a Subaru girl. Subaru four wheel drive. You got mm-hmm. the big uh, ascent. Is that what it is? Yep. And ever since we, I uh, lived in Leavenworth, we've had Subarus. But yeah. people in Leavenworth have old school Subarus. You're not cool if you have a new Subaru in right. Leavenworth. You're yeah, cool you're if you have like the old old Outbacks. But no, my car does really well, and um, I'm kind of like overly. Um, not cautious, so that's not. Oh, really? Bit. Like I don't care. I'll go out. Like I'm oh, yeah, not yeah. nervous. Like, but oh. like you're not going like seven. No, no, no. I go slow. No, I go very slow. But I right. will go out no matter. My favorite are the Honda Civic uh, hatchbacks <sighs> flying by me at seventy Stupid. on the freeway. Yeah, I'm like I'll see you in the ditch in a little bit, yep. buddy. Yep. Uh, my car is by far the worst car I've ever owned for the snow. I think I <laughs> talked about that last year. Is it back drive too? I, no, it's front wheel. Oh, okay. I don't understand it. It's the heaviest car I've owned. I've always yep. owned tiny little cars. Do you have snow tires on it though? No. Because I had a Malibu but, one but summer. But newer tire. Like I, I was so worried about the snow coming in because I, I had some tires that were pretty dang yeah. I was When it was raining out, I was slipping through intersections. So I was like, <laughs> I got to get those fixed yeah. before the snow comes. So that's fixed. And yet, I don't know why. It's a Toyota Camry. I think it's like 2008, 2006, yeah. something like that. And I I uh, I almost lost it twice going home yesterday. Oh yeah, and I was going like ten miles an hour, man. You should see. Yeah, we we would put heart. I don't think they're legal anymore though. The really old school snow tires, like the I don't think they're legal in Washington State. Like the track spikes on them. Yeah, Yeah. I don't think you can put them on them. But my fun fact: my first car accident was in a tour of the Camry. I rear-ended a PUD truck when I was sixteen. See. It was totally my fault, though. A PUD truck. It was so Uh, embarrassing. Just the hitch. Just it was my grandparents' car. And of course, small town, everyone stopping and yeah. checking and yeah. For sure. But yeah. So yep, we Good made stuff. it and the kids got to play in the snow this morning. And yep. Yep. The kids went, uh, did some sledding. My my dad came over. He uh, has a tradition. He makes homemade donut holes. Oh, so he makes homemade ones. Homemade oh, ones yum. every time the first snow of the season. Oh, fine. So he came and delivered them. So which uh, which my kids, did, you know, love that. And oh, then cool. uh, they all went out in the snow and I stayed inside and drank coffee. So it was great. delay is awesome. Yep. As a previous teacher, those are the best because you don't have to make up the day, but you get to sleep in, take your time. And yeah. So right. congrats, teachers. You got your sleeping in. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> else listening to this going, yeah, that didn't. <laughs> It just yeah. I still have my kids. My children are still with me. (laughs) They're still with me, and I have to figure out now childcare for two hours while you know I'm calling everybody I know, going, "Hey, can you watch the kids while Mm I?" Anyways, yep, we get it. We totally get it. Uh, This is a follow up podcast uh, about Sunday morning, which is interesting because I did. This is these are my favorite ones because I didn't speak on Sunday, so I really (laughs) genuinely have like good comments to be able to mm-hmm. say and all that um, about it. And I don't feel like I'm talking about myself. So I love that. Yes. This is, uh, we had a guest speaker, Jerry Marvel, not really a guest because Eastlake's home for right. him. He's been coming for several years now, um, was used to be in vocational ministry, that was a pastor at a church here in the area. Um, and then has since transitioned to like a secular kind of vocation deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, but he's a sharp dude, love him. And I found it out over the holidays that my wife bought me some tickets to go see Gonzaga play in San Diego. And uh, so I I got to go to San Diego for the weekend. And oh, I saw your that. Instagram post. I didn't realize it was in San Diego, yes. though. Fun. Cheaper to go to San Diego to watch the Zags than go to <laughs> Probably. to watch the Zags. Yeah. Not even close. Oh, fun. 
Um, fun to see him on on an away kind of stadium. I've never done that before. Never been to an away game like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and lots of Zach San fans there. Great. Uh, half full of Zags, oh, probably. Gosh. Yeah, no question. <laughs> and we blew the doors off. Oh them. yeah. Unfortunately, we were seated right behind the student section, and the students stood of the whole San Diego? time. Yeah, wow. I mean, it wasn't big. Student section, <laughs> aka four rows of students, yeah, but they're but all they- standing. And we're right behind them, and we have to stand to be able to see the court based Did on where they're Did you feel like the old people that you're like, please sit down? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, part of me was like, hey, we're shelling you by 40. Yeah, Why are you still down. standing? Yeah. Why don't you go? You're, I, even you when I went San to Diego. At WSU. Get out of here. And we were good when I was at WSU because Clay Thompson was there. Um, I, I, I We would sit far up so we could sit and watch the game. I think if you like basketball, you want to sit there. and watch. I've heard of that yeah. too with like soccer too. Like the best, the most expensive seats mm-hmm. are actually up away so you can kind of see yes. kind of things forming. Yeah. Uh, down close to the field isn't as great because you're kind of limited in your view. Anyways, yeah. Uh, yeah, San Diego's great. I had one of those moments where you do realize that you're kind of old. We went out to uh, <laughs> we went out to dinner. Uh, my, it was my buddy Ryan and I and we're walking around. Have you ever been to San Diego? Gaslamp mm-hmm. District? Mm-hmm. So like nightlife, like fun, live music, lots of places, bar scene, all that kind of stuff. And we're walking by and we realized like um, which ones we would feel welcome in and which ones were like, <laughs> no, that's too old. young for us. That's <laughs> yeah. just, we're not, not, and not even not close Pullman, to And it's not Pullman because Pullman, those rules don't apply, but in Maybe other places. They should though. <laughs> I don't know. Should. Like you realize like we, we can't go in there. It looks really fun. Like I'm yeah. sure everyone in there is having a great time, but we'd be the oldest person by 10 years. Yes. And, uh, and just two guys. So we'll go to the acoustic bar with a guy playing Third Eye Blind <laughs> and uh, all of the other oh, 90s hits funny. that are, you know, new, fresh yes. look on and be like, this is it, man. This, this is, is our scene. life. This is the scene. Now. <laughs> That's cool. Um, so a little wake up call with that, but humbling. Also yeah. good, probably like normalizing for us just in, in that area. So. Well, our success over the weekend was we all made it to church. We were laughing. I think this is the first time since Cage was born. We've all been at church we at the same time sent you a letter together just to make sure. I was teasing Erin Kerr had texted me. She had something for my mother-in-law. She's like, are you going to be at church? (laughs) And I said, "Uh, more than likely, (laughs) but we all made it. I've been, I, I have been with Kate a lot, um, but um, we finally all made it together. It's hunting season and Alex's big hobby is bird hunting and we have a dog and I don't mind that because he gets to take the dog and then it wears the dog out. So I know, right. He has one more week or so of Upland and, but so we all made it and it was fun. We we're we we're almost to the point where we're walking out the door and we're like, should we go to 11? I'm like, nope, let's just go. We're there. We'll be there right <laughs> when he happen. starts talking. Um, but yeah, I was pumped to listen to Jerry. It was, um, he did a great job and it was, um, just something that, um, I think resonated with last week's, um, talk to, um, that blended, um, well together of uh, his big, um, point was if it's a good thing, make it a God thing kind of reminded me of like growing up, um, like giving it all like a kind of childlike faith of when something is happening, giving it to God. Um, it's easy to do that as, uh, in your childlike faith, but not as uh, uh, the more you get as an adult, um, you can get a little more cynical and, um, don't feel, um, as you do that as naturally as you do, um, when you're a kid. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He continued part two of our, uh, better series and, uh, him and I met last week to kind of talk through some things and, uh, it's been a while for him since he spoke, but it was like riding a bike, man. I listened to oh, it last yeah. night after, um, after watching the bachelor. So <laughs> it was bachelor night and then uh, little, get, need a little Jesus to kind of straighten me out. <laughs> 
and uh, I, I thought he did fan fantastic job. We're all basically becoming something. What we're on the path towards becoming. He had a fantastic quote uh, by C.S. Lewis uh, about the little choices that you make, looking at those and being like, "That's the pathway to you know where you're going to be." Andy Stanley did a series a while back called "The Principle of, pa of the Path" that was uh, very much in line with this. Of um, uh, you, you don't get to somewhere by intention. You get look at the best way to just you know figure out where you're going to go is not intention. This is where I wanted to go, but what are the choices that you're making that are getting you there, which is this mm -hmm. idea of becoming and walking in the spirit and all the good stuff that was a part of that. That was just uh, really, really great things. Cause I think about that, um, when, uh, when it comes to kind of a, a new year and you're trying to, um, you know, make some changes, but the goal would be, I want to become the type of person who does drink more water as opposed to just I, I, for 30 days, I want to drink more water right. um, because you're going to get done with that or work out more or, you know, stop smoking or do something of, uh, along those lines of making a better version of myself. But how do you figure out how to become? And I know there's the whole thing. I've developed the habits and they take 28 days to figure that out and blah, 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 blah. Um, habits definitely play into this. Um, I've heard a lot of buzz lately about James Clear book, the book that we uh, read. Yeah. About, I know, you know it's kind ago. of, he's kind of had like a wraparound. I think it got a little more renaissance. popular. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that's part of our base camp curriculum because mm -hmm. we read both of the, of, of us read that like a year ago or so. Yep. Um, and just that idea of the 1% becoming a, a little bit better than uh, work on the 1%, try to get 1% better today or this week or whatever. And then, you know, it's funny how that kind of plays out and kind of continues to grow and it can go the opposite way too. I remember, um, hearing a while back about, Hey, you know, if you decide to slack off one day, right. You're just like, yeah, today I'm just going to take a break. Right. It's mm -hmm. just one day of, I'm not, I don't really care about my job. I don't, I'm going to just, you know, surf the internet. <laughs> I'm going right. to, um, uh, take a extended lunch break. I'm going to whatever one day, no problem, whatever, get it totally. But one day, then you're like, I'm just going to do for like one week. I'm just going to like, just not care about anything. I'm just going to, you know, and then it's like, you know, one month and all of a sudden you're into years and then, then that's just who you are and that's right. your persona. So you're just like, you gotta. Um, and again, I know we use a lot of parenting, um, connections, but I think of it as like when you let your kids do something like you're okay, you can watch a 30 minute show and then you're like, okay, what's another 30 minute show. And then you kind of get into the habit of like, okay, every morning we turn on the TV and watch a show or yeah. every night at dinner. And then you just day after day, you're like, oh, this is becoming a habit. And you don't necessarily realize it as you're the day that you're doing it. Like, oh, you can watch a show. You need her to watch a show or whatnot. Um, but you, I think you can see it in habits that your kids make, kind of that you uh, probably facilitated, and you can see it at in how you, um, in your roles yourself, um, that you, it's like the little tiny choices, good and bad, that can um, really impact you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he also had a line in there uh, right at the very end of, and I, I he, it was a quote from somebody, and I didn't catch it, and I should have just reminded it and figured it out, but. Uh, the idea of the universe is unfolding the way that it should, that uh, this idea that God is in control kind of no matter what. And um, it, it's not like it was just a, a like, let's zoom out to the bigger perspective on mm -hmm. all of this um, and realize that this thing is becoming what God wants it to be. There's an invitation to be a part of this and do our part in our little areas and with the talents and time that we have. Um, but ultimately, it's not going to rise and fall 
based on me, <laughs> as much as I would like to think that I'm that important into it and that you're that important into it, uh, but it's unfolding the way that it should. Not that it's a helpless, already played out, you have no agency in this thing. I think that uh, I would lean on the side of there is limited agency, but ultimately it's all in control, uh, and things are going to play out the way that he wanted it to anyway. So I thought that was an interesting part of the becoming piece too. Right, and he had the great metaphor. A metaphor is it? Is that the type of uh, the butterfly, or the example of the butterfly in the cocoon, and yeah, how yeah. you like want to intervene so bad, and you want to be like, here, here, I can just do it myself. I can do it myself. I, I don't need your help, God. Uh, I can do it myself. And then the butterfly ends up not being able to fly because you're not patient with the with the process. And and the, and he kind of talked about it being like the mystery of God towards the end. And it's so true that like. The faith is huge. Your faith has to be huge to be able to say, like, God has a part in these little things in our lives. Yeah. And um, it's so easy to throw in the towel and be like, whatever, I'll just, um, it, I, I'm trying to think of an example, like, do, being and doing it myself, whether it be, like, um, waiting on a career change. Like, um, I prayed about it, prayed, prayed, whatever, I'll just um, go with it. Or, I don't know, I, I'm trying to think of a good example of, trying to do it yourself without being patient, um, and keeping the faith. But I thought that was a good example of the butterfly of like, um, throwing in the towel on your own or trying to do it yourself without being patient for God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else that stood out to you in, in, uh, notes wise or, or you were there. So mm -hmm. you, you did first service. I did second we did service. First there, service. Might, there might be some differences for us. I don't know. I um, I, I just thought he wrapped it up really well of, um, I don't know, throughout, um, from today and yesterday, I just have that stuck in my head. If, um, if it's a good thing, make it a God thing. If good things are going on in your life, like make it a God thing and continue to like, um, like nourish that and bring it to your faith and then wrap that around. If it's a, you know, if you have, if something not is not going well in your life, like try to turn that around and make it a God thing. Like how can you turn it into a good thing and use, um, use it as a God thing too. So that's been kind of what's been wrapping around in my mind. He ended it. He wrapped it up really well. Yeah. So. Uh, right before we pressed record on this, I mentioned it to you that I feel like he is probably closer to my style of speaking for, mm -hmm. in terms of a guest speaker uh, that we have, uh, th that we typically have or whatever. It can vary sometimes. And that's fine. Like variety Yeah, he was a little like, shorter. So he ended at... He first, did. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, 33 minutes with <laughs> yep. second service. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's typically I'm about 35 or Which so. Which is great for a guest speaker because I think typically you go... I mean, at least I do. I think typically guest speakers go longer. Right, right, which is the total flaw, which yeah. you should definitely go short. And yeah. not to mention that 33 included his closure of yep. like the program and stuff, and that doesn't usually yep. include mine. So I'm just long-winded, and people are probably voting now to have Jerry <laughs> off more often. I did notice, too, um, the difference in uh, uh, um, speaking styles. Um, Jerry, I think, is you know, his, his kids are all grown and gone, uh, in that empty nest stage of life. And just that kind of speaking, um, that generation, my dad's the same way, are, have a better, uh, grasp on telling stories and anecdotes of third parties mm -hmm. more so I think than I typically do where I would internalize it more and, and maybe, maybe under the false assumption that my life is 
interesting enough to talk about. Right. Um, but I, I think that they would say, you know, if there was a man, you know, he would say something like, there was a man who owned a business name was Peter Sturzik, who, you know, did this and this and this. And like, I like that. I enjoy it. It's like reading a business book for me. Right. Um, but that doesn't really line up. That's not how I usually talk. I'll be like in the internal voice sort of character of mm-hmm. checking motives, personal things. Here's what I've done. I, you know, life with kids, this, mm-hmm. that, and the other thing. Um, not, not that one is better than the other. Just, I just noticed it differently. Like, yeah, in the listening wisdom to him, of, totally felt like reading a business book. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's, that's a good thing. Business books sell a lot of books. So and it's probably <laughs> right. when it comes to like motivation and, and a better version of, you know, you and, um, uh, a good thing versus a God thing. I think that all plays out really well. So I think it was definitely. a perfect fit for that kind of series. Mm-hmm. The point that I was bringing up. So, yep, definitely good. All right. Well, we, uh, we have got to uh, wrap this thing up because London has to get to school. You're going <laughs> to drop her off for me today. Um, yep. So we're going to jump into our Say Something Interesting. Yeah. You said you have like a genuinely I was like, so proud of myself because yeah. I feel like I've been just did, doing guys. random recommendations. And I'm like, I need to like actually um, find something interesting. And it actually just popped in. I don't know if you've been paying attention to the news, but the Houston Astros um, have been caught in a huge cheating. Big deal. Big cheating scandal. Came out, what, yesterday? Two days ago? Yeah, that yeah. they've been ste- they in the season that they won the... World Series, they were stealing signs, like recording. I mean, almost, I'm almost worse than what we like know of the New England Patriots. Of well, I don't know if it's I that bad. Well, I don't know. But <laughs> but I mean, like cameras and all, all the players knew. And yeah. um, but it reminded me, growing up, we always um, followed baseball. My dad was a big baseball fan, um, and he always told us because he did not he did not care for. Um, uh, Pete Rose at all. He never thought Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame, which he's not, I don't believe. He is not. Um, no. But, Banned from baseball still. But the kind of first cheating scandal, this is my say something interesting. Um, it was, his name was Shoeless Joe Jack- Jackson, and he was a, he played for, I'm reading this off, off of Wikipedia, so if you're going to fact check me, um, fact check Wikipedia, thanks. Um, and basically, um, from what I remember of his story, he didn't couldn't read and write very well so he was kind of like the middleman with the people with the money so he kind of got cheated out of he was he was caught cheating but it was more like he was fooled and it's completely different than what's going on with the Astros it's the coaches everyone everyone's called caught kind of wrapped up in this thing and so it's kind of interesting they didn't get their um uh, title taken away, but everyone lost their jobs and a huge fine, which is nothing. Baseball but. has had the most scandals mm-hmm. um, as an industry uh, of all the major sports, I think. I mean, there's been some pretty bad ones in football, like the, the you know, pa- the uh, inflate gate and everything else with the Patriots and stealing signs and stuff like that. But in terms of like massive, I mean, you had the the White Sox or the, um, the Black Sox, White Sox of the 1929 World oh, Series. Yes. Um, where they threw the game with that. You've got Pete Rose gambling on this mm-hmm. thing, banned for life. I mean, those and those are all. all the- steroids all yeah, steroids yeah. era was a huge deal i mean all uh, of a sudden you know mark mcguire hits 150 home runs in a year right. and like 20 the year before um that's those numbers are not true don't look those up on wikipedia i just <laughs> i'm being hyperbolic anyways uh and this one is shaping up to be pretty bad too and it is interesting because a lot of people are now coming out saying hey we knew the whole time we knew the whole time right and then you think to yourself well why didn't you say anything and i think right. the reason you don't say anything is there's probably skeletons in your closet yes. too yeah that you're like they're all if you point the finger then who's mm-hmm. stopped then they go yeah but you did kind of yeah, like what the did. steroid blew up <laughs> yes. in everyone's face i really yeah. think that that is part of it that 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 teams in baseball right now are like yes the houston Astros need to pay like there needs to be something because they won the world series um but like we we don't want 
the investigations to right. become too all-encompassing for fear of reprisal on our yeah. part as well. That's kind my, of that group guess. think that like once everyone gets together, it's like, well, they're they're doing it, we're doing it. No one, no one's willing to step up and say like, ah, I don't know. If and we you should. even got a manager going, what's the what's the crime in in seeing signs? I mean, if there's a guy on second base, he can very just as well see signs. Yeah. Um, and you know, you've got the to, manager basically said like, I didn't, re- I don't think we were breaking the rules. Yeah, you've got to come up with creative, more creative way to communicate signs to your pitcher. Yeah. Um, so I think baseball is in a state of evolution, which is always fun. I, mm-hmm. I think it's always different and challenging. And uh, Astros are going to be without a GM and without a manager. I'm sure they'll find a replacement, obviously, for this year. But um, the, the guys who are in the spot are suspended for an entire year. Yep. And uh, I, I think that there's probably more stuff coming down even, even yeah. now. But, yeah. Maybe Good it'll help. Job, maybe maybe it'll help the Mariners. <laughs> They're in our division. The yeah. Astros are in our division. Yeah. I mean, this is only helpful for maybe us. Maybe we get a win. They have to. Maybe we win 50 time. wins instead of 40 yeah. this year. Stupid. Oh. Dumb Mariners. All right. Uh, my thing is we, uh, so we went to San Diego, we drove or flew down to San Diego, uh, and then we did the drive to Vegas on Saturday, my, my buddy Ryan and I, um, because we wanted to watch the, the NFC and uh, AFC divisional round in the sports books in Vegas. And then I flew home from Vegas because it's super cheap to do that. Yeah. Um, so on Saturday night, uh, Inman came down as well. He was doing something, nice. one of our uh, board members here, and watched the, the Seahawks lose with us, unfortunately. It was t- tragic. And then afterwards, we went out to uh, out to dinner, and while we were waiting for our table at this restaurant, which was fantastic, it was good, I, It's but that's a traditional restaurant. We went to this place called Italy in the Park MGM, which is a newer, renovated, used to be the Monte Carlo, now it's the Park MGM. And uh, I had I had seen the sign, you know, a couple times. I'd never been in there. I'm like, I like Italian, but like, it feels like Olive Garden on steroids. And I'm right. like, whatever, I can go get Olive Garden <laughs> whenever I want, right? Um, so, but then while we were waiting, we walked through there, and it's a completely different experience. Um, and I, I know that you you might be listening to this going, this is not all that interesting. I'm not going to be going to Vegas. I know, but if you are, if you happen to go to Vegas, it's the, in the cheapest next vacation years, out of Tri Cities. If yeah, you need that's a cheap true. vacation. Italy, Park MGM, right by T-Mobile Arena, where the you know the Vegas Golden Knights mm-hmm. play and lots of basketball and c- concerts and everything else, um, is like an Italian marketplace, like old school. Like you walk in and you you take a tray and you go to the meat sausage oh, cool. spot, and then you go to a whole different booth and then you hmm. buy your cheese, and then you go over here and you buy your wine, and then you go here and you buy your dessert, uh, like a marketplace of stuff, a, a very innovative dining experience. That's what I want to talk about is innovative dining experience. That was something I'd never really like you see that when you go to probably like Italy in, in, mm-hmm. a, in a marketplace. Um, but you, when you typically go to a restaurant, it's like, this is, this is what we right. serve and you get all, you know, do this. This was very different, very cool, very open. And you could, you could go and probably spend a lot of money and you could probably go and spend a little bit of money and what, however your hunger level is it, that it works. I just thought it was really interesting and fun and we didn't actually eat there. Uh, so I have no idea on the quality of food, but I imagine, I mean, based on the look and it was crowded, awesome. I'm sure it's fine. Um, so if nothing else, walk through there and be like, this is interesting and this is really cool. They have Italian coffee there, which was fabulous. Oh, and beans home for Kylie and uh, oh, all that nice. good stuff. And then one more innovative experience, a little closer to home in case, in, you oh. know, in case uh, Vegas isn't on your, <laughs> on your marketplace. Our friend Chris Noakes, uh, who used to attend Eastlake uh, and then was a chef next door. Oh, at, yes, yes, yes. 
uh, Kagan's for a long time and then started Hot Mess um, Bakery and, and then transitioned to Burgers. Um, he's been doing pop-up shops at the Red Mountain Kitchen in East Kennewick and just announced that he's doing um, door. He's doing. He's hosting what's called a ghost kitchen and using DoorDash. So there is no brick-and-mortar restaurant, uh, but you can order his food Super through DoorDash. Super innovative. Yeah, exactly, and get burgers and fries delivered. Now, here's my only caution, my red flag. I haven't done it yet because he literally opened yesterday. Yeah. Um, typically for me, to-go fries are about 20% as good as yes. in-store fries. Yeah, so like I, Five Guys. I will put a yes. question on that, Mark. Now, I'm, I know I've never had anything from Chris that I wasn't like blown away with. I'm sure yeah. the, the actual product is fantastic. And I know the burgers are going to be great. And he's, he posts pictures and you we should might have to do that because we're like totally in a stage of going out is not fun. It, like that's exactly totally not it. worth it. Like we, but do like not we want to eat good food sometimes. Yes. And like, we're like, well, it's not worth it to go out with a toddler and totally. a baby like money wise, but I don't want to go out and. Yeah. So the thought of taking Clive to Olive Garden. Yeah. No. Punch me in the face. I would rather have that, I think. Um, So uh, and especially with this weather, I wanted to bring it up because this weather, you know, out tonight and I don't know what the roads are going to be like. That might be a a really decent option for you. Um, So uh, hot mess burgers and fries. uh, They're using DoorDash. There's a link if you you know, go on his Facebook and find it. But uh, anyways, I I thought it was very interesting, like a ghost kitchen idea. Um, you know, the, the whole innovative market shifted to food trucks and now food trucks around here are great, but they are only operational six months a year, right? Seven months a year, maybe longer, but, um, this is something that could be different. So check it out. All right. Okay. That'll do it for this week's episode. Kate says goodbye too. Kate is, he's he's done. This is the alarm. We know it's (laughs) over. Kate, we Thanks for, thanks for coming. We'll talk to you guys next week. Yes, absolutely. And if you are uh, interested and get this by Thursday, we got our volunteer event with Second Harvest Tri-Cities. There's like eight spots, nine spots, I think left on this thing. If you're interested in uh, helping us out with Second Harvest, um, go to our events page on the East Lake Tri-Cities website and we'll make it happen. All right. That's it. Have a great week, guys. See ya.